Well, today we're going to talk about a topic that uh, I believe we all need, and that is breakthrough. Are you in need of breakthrough today? Well, really, who isn't, right? <laughs> I think we could look at our lives and see areas that we would love to see breakthrough in. Yeah. And um, it's funny how we came up with this topic. I was, you know, we don't, Jim and I don't plan anything. It's we wait on the Lord and and hopefully, uh, and He does. He delivers every week something that we believe is is what He wants us to share with you. And um, when I was seeking the Lord this morning, sometimes He gives it to me a couple days in advance. But when I was seeking the Lord this morning about what we should discuss on the broadcast, I had nothing. <laughs> It was uh, it was a blank slate there, you know. Uh, so I, you know, for about two two and a half hours this morning, I got up real early. I was quiet before the Lord, asking Him to reveal a topic that we could talk about, and nothing came. <laughs> An hour later, nothing came. Two hours later, nothing. Zero. Nada. Uh, so I was starting to feel a little desperate, Lord. Should we cancel today, or do you have something, you know, for us? And so um, I prayed this prayer. Lord, I feel that somehow I'm blocking your voice and not hearing what you are saying. You know, he's always talking. It's just, are we hearing? Yeah, sometimes God's like a magpie. He really is. Yeah. There's times when I get quiet and go back in the bedroom of my house and and uh, oh, he's talking. All I have to do is just turn the channel on. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, that's it. We've said it many times. You know, if you're listening to a radio broadcast, you have to hit the right frequency <laughs> in order right. to get a clear signal. So, that's right. anyway, so so I told the Lord, I said, I will not go on the air unless I hear from you. I'm not going to just go Check out it. there, huh? <laughs> chicken <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so i prayed this big long prayer no it was about four or five words lord i need a breakthrough <laughs> have you ever felt that way have you ever prayed that prayer lord i need a breakthrough well i did this morning and it was almost instantaneously he said that's what you're going to talk about today is breakthrough uh, he said, many that are going to listen to your voice today and in days to come on the podcast, many are going to need breakthroughs in many different areas of their life. So we're going to talk today about breakthrough, how you get breakthrough, what is breakthrough. Uh, we're going to talk about breaker anointings. We're going to talk about repair repairs of the breach. I mean, there's so many things that come with this topic of breakthrough. And uh, we're going to talk about those. Um, so any comments before I get going, Jim? <laughs> no, in, in my walk with the Lord for many decades, I have found that at the end of 35 years or 40 years of seeking the Lord, uh, most of my breakthroughs um, come basically from praying, Lord, I want to know you. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things in our life uh, where we need victory in, uh, but we don't know how to gain that victory. I mean, we don't have that kind of wisdom. 
Um, but all victory, I believe, comes through just knowing the Lord. Um, he knows what you have need of before you even ask, the Scripture mm-hmm. says. So, And frankly, a lot of the things that we think we need— that isn't what we need. <laughs> a lot of those things we need to throw away. <laughs> Thank God he so. doesn't give us everything we ask for. <laughs> yeah, you know? amen. Hopefully amen. we're past that, but, you know, not always. Uh, well, that's a good segue into what um, the Lord gave me next, and that's about David. Um, David asked God, um, this is in First Chronicles 14, David asked God, if I go against the Philistines, will you deliver them into my hands? That's a pretty uh, bold prayer, isn't it? <laughs> That's a prayer for reassurance. <laughs> God, done there, done that. <laughs> God said, yes. Now that word Philistines, um, they're from the land of Philistia. And um, it's the, the word means a land of sojourners, wanderers. Um, do you feel sometimes that, that you're just kind of wandering through life and, and you're looking for a plan and a purpose? Um, well, that's, that's where a breakthrough comes in. Um, a lot of people are just going to church, Jim, and, and they're just, they're, they're basically involved in their lives, day-to-day lives, work, kids, grandkids, whatever, wives, husband, um, church, whatever, and then, you know, they just kind of sit there and they put it on automatic pilot. They squeeze out an hour on Sunday for Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I've been there. I know what that's like. And um, all I can tell you is this. There's more. Mm-hmm. There's much more. And God has provided much more. But that's where we have to take ownership of our life and say, we're not going to just put it on automatic pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna really dig in and find out who God is and who He is to me, and 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 have a relationship. Yeah, you know, you use that word dig, and uh, I'm thinking about uh, the treasure that's in your earthen vessel, mm-hmm. uh, and that's one of the tools the Lord told me. You know, that if you want answers to your prayers and to your questions. Um, I've given you three keys. One is dig, you know, ask, seek, and knock. Mm-hmm. Those are three shovels. And um, really all you have to do is just ask and keep digging. Sometimes the ground uh, is a little bit difficult to dig in, like you were going through this morning, mm-hmm. Rich. Come on, Lord, what are we going to be talking about? <laughs> and <laughs> you had to get on an extra big shovel. <laughs> but uh, you always find the treasure, and I know that through the course of this radio show, we're going to tell you that the treasure is absolutely within yourself. Yes. I know that's where Rich is going. Absolutely. I mean, there should be every every sermon preached— Somewhere in that sermon should be Christ in you, the Amen. hope of glory. Amen. Somewhere. Amen. Because that is so important in this walk. He's not without, he's within. Mm-hmm. He's not on a cloud. He's not up on a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, because we read the Old Testament and Moses met God up on the mountain. Mm-hmm. And logically, we think, well, okay, God's out there somewhere. But when Jesus came, wow, what he accomplished. Yeah, he said the kingdom of God is within you. Yes. 
What he accomplished, Jim, is just phenomenal. It wasn't just your salvation. There's so, so much more. And it's available to anybody that's listening to our voice today. It's available to anybody. It's He's not a respecter of persons and said, well, if you go to divinity school and you get your doctor of divinity, you're going to get more me than some guy that has an eighth grade level education. And, and Jim and I know who I'm talking about. We knew a brother that had an eighth grade education mm-hmm. yeah. that would blow your mind to sit mm-hmm. down and talk to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. just I just stuck to him, man. I was, you know, younger in the Lord. This is 20-some years back, and, and I would just stick to him because the wisdom that came out of this man's mouth was just phenomenal. And, you know, I never, I never forgot one thing that Brother Shep said to me, which is I know that's who you're talking about. Right. He said— uh, the opinions of men are the roots of confusion. Yeah. I, I mean, never how forgot much that. Is that. I know. <laughs> I never forgot that because we go and we listen to a whole lot of variety, different varieties of preachers, and I love them all. And we and I've sat under a variety of teachers, uh, but a lot of times when when men and these these preachers and these teachers are speaking, a lot of it's their opinion. I mean, some of the stuff you're going to get our opinion on this radio show. Right. So you got to. You got to Take know to the, the Christ Lord. within you, yeah, yeah. And, that, and that was Paul's gospel, Christ in you. Mm-hmm. He never spared a word when it came to looking inward for Christ. This is not a walk of performance, you know, mm-hmm. proving yourself to God that I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've earned my way into heaven. That's you religion. don't earn your way into heaven. That's religion. That's religion. Yeah, traditions of man. Yeah, that's right. You know. Okay, so let's get back to First Chronicles fourteen eleven. It says, So they came up to Baal Perazim, and David smote them there. Then David said, God hath broken in upon mine enemies by my hand, like the breaking forth of waters. Therefore he calls called the name of the place. Baal Perazim. What does the name Baal Perazim mean? Well, the word Baal, it just means Lord. It's been distorted, you know, people worshiping Baal and all that, but it's a generic name for the Lord, God, whatever. But the word Perazim means breach or breakthrough. So the Baal Perizim means Lord of the Breakthrough. And you know what, Jim? It's so exciting that the Lord of the Breakthrough is within us. Mm. It's all there. Mm-hmm. So you want breakthrough? Go within. Mm-hmm. Because that's where God resides in you. Mm-hmm. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So when the world is pressing on you and the world is giving you a hard time, go within. Go within and meditate on the Lord. Meditate on his word. That is exactly why David named that place Baal-perazim, is that the Lord can break through by you or on you, but God will break through. I'm going to say that again. He can break through by you. You have a part in this. 
or he can break through on you. He can just make it happen like he did today for me. And so it, 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 he can make it work in different ways. And so today's your day of breakthrough. Whatever you need to break through, it's there available to you today. Today. You know, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, 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 I agree. Uh, I think one of the keys, and I don't think we can repeat it enough, is the mystery of Christ in you. Uh, it's like you said, Rich, it doesn't come from outside of you. The Lord gave me a poem, and in the poem and it said, uh, for the wisdom does not come from outer space. <laughs> it comes from within your spirit. That's where the wisdom of God is. Um, and... Um, you know, in Second Corinthians 4, it says, 4.17, somewhere there, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's one of the reasons why God desires to manifest who he is to you, so we can see that he is really the only source, the main source of everything and anything that we will ever need. That treasure is already concealed in our earthen vessel, um, in the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding that God has placed within us. So the breakthrough, again, uh, it's within you. Uh, you know, you may have to dig a little bit harder with your shovel, but understand that when God has you dig a little bit harder and a little bit deeper, that means that he's going a little bit deeper in you, mm-hmm. which means he's going to give you a little bit deeper wisdom. That's the only way we're going to grow. You know, Jesus was led by the Spirit out into the wilderness, out into the wilderness to be tempted. And he was tried out there and tempted. And at the end of 40 days, he came back in the power of the Spirit. So if you're going through a wilderness experience, I think that's where the Holy Spirit's leading right now. If you're going through a a wilderness experience, understand that God is still with you. There is no devil that can defeat you. Just stand on the Word of God. And when you come out of that wilderness experience, rejoice because you're going to have a greater life in you. You're going to have a greater power and a greater presence in Christ. So it's all good. It's all God. Yes, it is. So with David, uh, he received his breakthrough from the Lord. And um, that word parazim means breach or breakthrough. So guess what? There's also a scripture in Isaiah that talks about the repair of the breach. And so... We know who that is, but we also know that we have been called to be repairs of the breach. So it's not all about us. You know, there, there's everyone is a minister. Everyone has been called to minister and to share the love of God through Jesus Christ. Everyone, no matter who you are. Something doesn't need repaired if it isn't broken. So if we're going to be repairs of the breach, we're going to we're going to be dealing with brokenness in ourselves and in others. So there is hope. Mm-hmm. There's hope out there, folks. There is hope for things that are broken in in you and in others. Right now, Jesus is available to repair what is broken in our lives. Right now. Right now. 
Yeah, and you know, the neat part about that, Rich, is when you walk with the Lord for as many years as we have, all of a sudden it starts dawning on you when when you listen to his sweet voice. Uh, I want you to stop trying to repair yourself. Yeah, <laughs> on your own efforts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from your own efforts. Good, good shot there, Rich. Um, and I think we spend too much time really focusing on maybe, you know, our attitudes, our problems. And, and the Lord wants us to understand you're no longer broke. You know, you're no longer broke in your nature. Uh, I've lifted you up into a higher place. That's the reason why the Apostle Paul says, look to, look to those things above and not beneath. Get out of the carnal realm. God wants us to understand that he's already fixed all these situations and these dilemmas. Uh, even though we're still going through them in this earth realm, uh, the Lord wants you to understand that you're still coming from a place of victory. You're not trying to get the victory. The victory is in you. And all you have to do is look to him for the wisdom and the power, and God's going to give you the victory on anything that you're attempting to go through. But we got to understand that by his grace and by his, his might and by the faith that we have in him and by the faith that he gives us to have in him, um, he's he's going to bring you through because he did at Calvary Amen. 2,000 years ago. It's finished, he said. Amen. Well, Isaiah 58, 12, and, and take this in your own life. Make it personal to you. It's it, This message from Isaiah says, your ancient ruins shall be rebuilt. What are your ancient ruins? <laughs> your old Your old life. God's going to rebuild your new life. Behold, I make all things new. All things new. We become new people, new creation, new creatures, whatever you want to call it, but it's new. Right. It's brand new. And so Isaiah goes on to say, um, you shall raise up the foundations of many generations. You know, some people are caught up in this thing, well... You know, my grandpa was an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic. Well, I guess I'm an alcoholic. Well, what Isaiah is saying is raise up the foundations of many generations. You shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets to live in. In a similar way, the Savior repaired the breach. Or distance. If there's a breach, there there's a gap. There's something going on there that is separating. And so the Savior repaired the breach or distance between us and the Heavenly Father, which is the more, most important thing we can let Him do. That's there's nothing more important than that breach. If you feel distant from the Lord, or if you feel separated from the Lord, it's not Him. It's you. Yeah, I love that song, Rich. And really, I didn't realize for years that that song was a very spiritual song about uh, bridge over troubled waters. Mm. That was a really spiritual song when you listen to it. Who was the one that sang Simon that? and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm telling you, there's a lot of gold. There's a lot of truth in that. Jesus is the bridge over troubled waters. And, you know, a while back you said that um, God is making all things new. I have a poem yeah, that the Lord absolutely. gave me a, a, a year or so back I'd like to read to you. Um, and I've, I've gained great peace out of this poem, and, and I've read it at different fellowships and uh, this is one of the most asked-for poems, <laughs> so I'm going to read it to you. It goes like this. Uh, Behold, I make all things new. What you know is hardship. 
I'm turning it into sonship. Behold, I make all things new. What you knew as bitterness and shame, I'm turning it into your great gain. Behold, I make all things new. What you see as loss and destruction, I'm turning it into heavenly construction. What you call a lost cause, I am turning it into great applause, for I make all things new. So walk with me and talk to me and focus your sight on me, and you will see through my Father's eyes beyond all darkness and disguise, and truly you will start taking on a brand new view and seeing I make all things new. That a beautiful poem. That is beautiful, yeah. and it's exactly what we're talking about here. He works all things to our good yes. and for his glory. All things. This, this, this all gospel things. message is a positive message. Yes, it is. How come some, sometimes I go to church and I end up dragging out, and all I hear about is my sin? <laughs> well, especially in the times we're living in, Jim, yeah. it's it's there's a lot of gloom and doom in the church right now because of the times we're living in. People are thinking, well, it's the end. Yeah. Well, yeah. we don't, nobody knows when the end is coming. So live like today is your last and be joyful and, and, and enjoy the bliss that God has given us. And don't get weighed down with the things of the world because the things of the world are death. The things of God are life. So, so here's a, just a little prayer that uh, you could pray as um, you know entering into this repair of the breach. It prayer, you know, Jesus, I assume my calling as a repair of the breach. And like I said earlier, this is this is for you and for others. This isn't just for others, and it's not just for you. And I ask you to fill my life with your love. That's, that's the whole key to everything. Jesus' love, he, he shared it, his love the whole time he was here on this earth. He's still sharing his love. To fill my life with your love and healing so it naturally overflows to others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Uh... You know, not this is a whole topic one of these days in itself, but even the Old Testament reveals the love of God. It really does. I mean, as you take an overview of the Old Testament and you see what the Israelites went through and so on and so forth, you know, a lot of them getting killed by the Philistines and all that, but ultimately God was always there. Mm -hmm. He never—you know, when Jesus walked the earth, he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. That's the same God that was talking in the Old Testament. He never did leave Israel. He never did forsake Israel. And sometimes if you put on the Father's eyes, you will see love flowing all through the Old and into the New. But when you see the Old Testament through carnal eyes, all you see is a God of wrath and destruction. But the only thing God is out to destroy is those things in our relationship that keep us away from him. Mm-hmm. Those are the only things that he's out to destroy. And, and he does it all in love. Um, that's a topic we could talk on for some time because God really is not the author of a lot of this stuff that no. men puts on him. And, um, you know, and, and in reference to the end of the world, basically what the Lord has shown me is I'm bringing an end to man's systems. I have no intention of blowing the earth up, 
but I am going to blow up all those all those false doctrines, all those men that are trying to take over the world, these billionaires, whoever they might be. There's a lot of things that are going on in very deep places, and God's fixing to uproot all that stuff and bring light and life back to the earth. It says his glory shall cover the earth. Yes. Amen. Wow. If his say glory, destruction would cover it. No, yeah, his glory, word, and that's word. that's a wonderful thing. Well, the next topic we're going to talk about, we're going to take a break first. Jeez. Speak to a license. The next area of this breakthrough that we're going through is, uh, and also Julie's listening. So, <laughs> Hi, Julie. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, it's the breaker anointing. Uh, many of you have heard this expression, the breaker anointing. And we're going to delve into this because it's something I think if you don't know much about it, you probably want to know a little more about it. If you do know about it, uh, it might just prompt you to to think about it a little bit more. But the concept of the breaker anointing is the ability to call on God to break through any spiritual hindrance, either individually or corporately, that would impede his kingdom and his purposes for the church in this age. Jesus is the breaker who goes before us. In the scriptures, it says he'll go before us and he'll protect our back. You know, he, he, he does it all. And the anointing is what breaks the yokes that hinder us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. One definition of yoke, well, we know what a yoke is. It's that that arched thing that goes on the back of two mm-hmm. oxen. Mm-hmm. And uh, But this is a little different uh, definition. And it's uh, uh, an arched device formerly laid on the neck of a defeated person. And, you know, from time to time, we've all felt a little defeated. Sure. And the good news is this. We're yoked up with him. You know, sometimes we feel defeated and broke down, but realize that is not a permanent condition unless you want to make it one. Whatever is hindering your relationship with the Lord and impeding his kingdom and his purposes for you in this life you're in right now, um, it's going to happen unless you stop it. Yeah, in the world, the Lord says we're going to have tribulation. And I looked up the definition of that word tribulation. Basically, it means suffering and what have you. Uh, But be of good cheer is what he says in the last part of that verse. Uh, Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So... How am I, how is Jim going to overcome the world? The only way I'm going to overcome the world is through him. You know, he said, but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Okay. So if I'm going to overcome, it's going to be through knowing him. It's going to be through hearing his voice. And I'll tell you, this is a critical hour right now, Rich, to hear the voice of the Lord. I own a personnel company, and we place a lot of medical people and whatever, and I talk to thousands of people over the years, and many of them are Christians, especially in the healthcare field. Um, and I ask them, what is the Lord saying to you? And they start telling me what the, the sermons, uh, the 
pastor's last sermon was Sunday. And I said, no, I'm not I'm not talking to you about what the they pastor said. They actually could remember? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but – you know, you know, even to the last church age, which we believe prophetically, the Laodicean church, uh, he talked about where the people found themselves saying, I'm rich, I'm increased with goods, I have need of nothing. And and he said, you know, but you, you're going to have to learn my voice. I've opened the heavens, but unto those who hear my voice, they will be the overcomers. They will be the ones that will break through. And the main reason why we're going to break through is because God wants to send you to help other people to break through. This isn't just about us. Jesus came to save a people, and that's our responsibility, too, as we come to know him. We will have a heart of salvation and love to impart to other people to help them. So if you've been hurt by betrayals, emotional hurts, uh, being easily offended, real thin-skinned, abandonment, loneliness, fears, limitations, negative words. There's so much more. It goes on and on and on. We all face all these at one time or another in our lives. You're in this earth, you will. Yes. And so when you face something like this, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, First of all, you realize that you're yoked up with Jesus. When, when, when they have two oxens, they usually take a strong, dominant oxen and put it with a, a beginner. You know, Jesus is, when we're yoked up with him, he is, he's doing the heavy lifting. He's doing the hard work. We're coming alongside supporting him and being a part of what he's doing but he, you know, he said, like Jim said, it is finished. He, he did the hard stuff. Well, he was the one that said, my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. That's right. That's right. If you're yoked up with him, That's, it is easy. But right. if you're not yoked up with him, That's exactly right. it's overwhelming. It is. And generally, we start finding ourselves getting overwhelmed emotionally uh, because, uh, and hey, we're all guilty of this. I'm preaching to the choir right now. Um, when we are hit with a challenge, the first thing we do normally is we go to our own carnal resources. Gee, how can I fix this? You know, we don't think to sit down and, and actually go to the Lord and seek those things above and get quiet. You know, go to a quiet place in our house or in your car, whatever, uh, and just say, okay, Lord, um, help me out here. Uh, but I know myself, you know, I still own a couple of companies, and when I'm confronted with challenges, uh, the first, uh, the tendency is to go to my carnal resources. Well, how much money do I have to bail myself out of this situation? And then, and the more I think about how I'm going to deal with the situation, uh, the more my emotions get all fired up. And that's where a lot of physical problems come from, too. So I'm learning it. I'm a slow learner, but I've learned over the decades that when I'm confronted with something like this, when a storm comes my way, I turn to the glory of God. I turn to the glory of God instead of focusing on the storm. You remember Peter coming out of the boat. Amen. Well, it means to put, this breaker anointing means to put ourselves under his rule, to join together with him. You know, he said that there's oneness there. He said the Father and I are one. Father, make them one as you and I are one. Wow. That's a power. I mean, come on. Wow. If we could just really get a glimpse. I'm still trying to 
figure out what that means. But, I mean, I'm getting closer and closer every day because I keep going to the Lord and say, help me understand the magnitude of that statement that Jesus made. Now, that means that we have a glimpse when we do that. When yes. we go to him, we're talking to him because it's salvation. That's the glimpse. Yes. Now, what are you going to do with it? He opened it up for you. Now, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> Amen. Yeah. He is inviting today— He's inviting you to put your shoulders into a new yoke. It's time to go into a new yoke. One in which he is the yoke mate. And he promises that as they submit to his authority and and are yoked with him, you will find rest for your souls. Praise the Lord. What's it? What what is scripture? I mean, what this breaker anointing does? Is it in scripture? Yeah, it's in Micah two thirteen. Says the breaker, and we know who the breaker is: the Messiah, Jesus. He opens the way. The breaker shall go up before them, liberating them, freeing them. They will break out, pass through the gate, and go out. So their king goes on before them. So Jesus is paving the way for you. The Lord is at their head. That's in Micah 2.13. The power of the anointing for breakthrough is already in you through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you can have Christ in you, you have that. And he, he automatic, Paul made it clear, the mystery that's been from the ages past, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah, you know, Rich, you know what I was just sitting here thinking, listening to the Holy Spirit, and, and the Spirit was saying, David didn't have this breaker faith. Um, he had to take on a lion first. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Before he took on Goliath, he had to take on a lion <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes Goliath might sound better to me than a lion. But anyway, he uh, through the power of God, uh, through the anointing of God, you know, he, he took on a lion and killed him. He took on a bear and killed him. So his faith was growing through all this, and it finally came to the point when he was ready to take on Goliath. And, you know, what is Goliath? The Lord gave me a poem about Goliath one time. And I said, Lord, who is Goliath? And he said, it's the spirit of fear. It's the spirit of fear. And I mean, we are, the people in the world today are so fearful. And I mean, even a lot of brothers and sisters, and and I have fears, we all have fears, but uh, Jesus is saying that is the great, one of the greatest enemies in the earth today is a spirit of fear. And Amen. I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And if there's anybody out there that's dealing with Alzheimer or dementia, we curse it, we come against it in the name of Jesus. Yes. He has given you a sound mind. You yes. agree with me on that, Rich? Amen. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. So there is a yoke-destroying anointing. Mm-hmm. It's there. Maybe you didn't realize it's there, but it's there. And Isaiah 10.27 defines the anointing as the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. The anointing is what delivers God's people and sets the captives free. 
The anointing is literally God on flesh doing what flesh can't do. Man, there's some there's some <laughs> we've said some powerful things here today. Yeah, man. And uh we didn't have a clue what we were going to say about three, hours, four hours ago. Well, didn't Paul say that it's when you God. minister to people, you, in, in reality, you're ministering unto yourself? The in, yeah, instant yeah. in season and out of season. Yeah. Uh, he'll give you the words to speak. We yeah. believe that. We, we've proven it many, many, many times before. Um, let me ask you a question, Jim. Could this possibly mean that we need that breaker anointing to break through the traditions of men, religion, well, I think false any, doctrines? Yeah. Yeah, I think anything that's challenging our relationship with the Lord, and I think, Rich, as you and I have been shown in the last 20 years or so in walking with Jesus, um, God has shown us that there's a lot of that going on in the church today. Um, the Lord even gave me a poem on that about how he's He's talking to his people about turning loose of some of these traditions that they have because they're, they literally have become idols between uh, themselves and him. And, and those idols are in their temple because we are the temple of God. And, and uh, the first thing that God wants to do is he wants to judge the church. He wants to judge uh, the temple. Uh, and to he make wants, them one. yeah, yeah, to make us one and to cast out those idols that we've embraced over the years, and we, and the thing is, we've all embraced them. I mean, if you're within earshot of this broadcast today, you know, don't, you know, if you find yourself saying, "Well, I don't believe in no false doctrines or phony traditions," uh, you better go to prayer, because out we of all the, we had to get delivered from yeah, some. Yeah, we did absolutely, and, we're and, and still, still are. being delivered yeah, and from still some. are. Uh, I mean, let's face it, guys, when you got 20,000 different denominations out there, which one's got the truth? I mean, none of them can agree with each other. I mean, the Baptists won't fellowship with the Pentecostals. The Pentecostals won't fellowship with, you know, it, it just goes on and, and on. we and God love them all. Amen. And, there, <laughs> yeah, there's no division. There's just no division in the Lord. And that's what he's going to do in this hour. He's bringing all of his people together into a oneness like Brother Rich was talking about. And it's simply the Father answering his parent, John 17. I pray that they become one Father. And I, and I hear the Father saying, I'm going to do that for you, son. I'm going to do that for you. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we just, uh, we love, you know, we love, if we, if someone thinks we're speaking against something, the only thing we're speaking against is anything that's not of the Lord. That's it. And, you know, we, everybody listening to our voice has heard stuff. I mean, there's documentaries on TV of some stuff that people claiming Jesus, but, you know, if you don't have a skirt that goes down to your ankles or if you don't, if you have this or you dress this way or that way, uh, you're excommunicated. I, I mean, come on. You know, we just have to worship him in spirit and in truth yeah, and yeah. not worry about so much about the natural carnal things of this world i mean uh a heart what's what is, what's the scripture jim where if you seek him with all of your heart mm -hmm. you will you find will him yeah amen amen you um, poems 
Yeah, I got, uh, again, on this doctrine thing, um, you know, I think we have a lot. Of course, I was I found myself guilty of this, too. You know, we always— we always want to learn more about God. Well, you know, and so we go to conventions and seminars and Bible colleges, and and we buy. I've got my shelves are full of different men and women's books that I bought over the last forty years of walking with the Lord. Uh, I but, threw a bunch of mine away. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it, well, you know, I wish I could have seen that last verse uh, in the Song of Solomon, uh, where Solomon said, "Of the making of many books." He says, forget it. Uh, the bottom line is to know God for yourself. Yes. And I didn't realize that because— Practice his presence. Yeah, I didn't know that uh, when I started out on this road with the Lord because I felt the way to learn something was to go to school and read books. But I just never realized um, that he was—the um, book had already been written inside of me living epistles yeah living epistles and the bible says in one psalm 38 or 39 um, everything has been written in the book about you before you even perform anything for me it's already written down and um, we just have to go inside ourselves and read the book Um, the the poem uh, that we were talking about when it comes to doctrines and things of this nature Um, It goes like this, the Holy Spirit is speaking in this hour to reveal the Father's nature, and boy, Rich, do we as the people of God need to understand the nature of the Father, the great love that he has for us. Sometimes we see him as this wrathful God, and he's going to put everybody in hell, and um, man, that just, when you get to know him intimately, that just is not the truth, but... Anyway, the Holy Spirit speaks in this hour to reveal the Father's nature and his almighty power. But many of my children cannot receive because they embrace doctrines of men that do deceive. For many years, my church has been tossed to and fro by the winds of many doctrines that they won't let go. But the Spirit and the bride say, come, come up here and be transformed back into the image of me. For it is with great desire I long to see the glory of my Son Jesus to come forth in thee. So come out from amongst them, my people, so you can see the loving Christ's nature now being formed in thee. And that's what it's all about. You know, let's make man in our image and in our likeness. That comes from Genesis right from the beginning of time when God created this earth. He wants us to come forth in the image and the likeness of his dear son. Well, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So if he's living inside of you, then we should be having abundance of life in us. And and it should be reflected to everybody we come in contact with. If, if he's in us, which he says he is, and I believe it, I've called upon him many times inside here, um, then, then we should not be judging, and we should be loving, and we should be have compassion for those that need compassion. And pretty much, I think everybody needs a little bit of compassion. We should have grace. He gave us so much grace, we just need to give it away. You know, once whatever he gives to us, we need to give it away, because that's that's how you become Christ-like. It's not through, well, I'm going to – and I, again, I'm not saying anything against these things. It's not about 
fasting for three days each month. It's not about if God calls you to fast. If He says, "Son, I want you to fast," I would fast, and I have fasted before. But it's not some ritual thing. If it's if you know all these things, if God tells you to do it, do it. But there's so many things that the church has told us that we should do or shouldn't do or do's and don'ts and whatever that I, I just I don't know. If we're sharing love and compassion and grace, that's what he said. He said all the law was covered in loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, and loving your neighbor as yourself. That's that's a big one too. It's a big one. Yeah. Love your enemies. That's even the neighbors you don't like. <laughs> yeah. For Jim, the, the last thing I'm gonna say about the anointing and then I'll kinda of turn it over to you and we'll kinda of close this thing up and, and that is um the anointing the anointing is the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. It enables the believer to understand. See, the Holy Spirit's your teacher. It's not Jim or Rich or anybody else. You may glean something from Jim and Rich or your pastor, your teacher, or whatever, but the true and only teacher is the Holy Spirit. It enables the believer, the Holy Spirit enables the believer to understand, apply, and administer spiritual truth. Simply put, the presence of of the anointing enables believers to have a spiritual connection or a spiritual consciousness. Amen. Well, I got uh, two poems here, and I'm torn between which one of them to read. We got time for both. All right. Well, let's go with this one here. Um, It goes like this. There is a place inside of you. It's called the Garden of God. If you've often wondered where the garden is, it's inside of you, dear brothers and sisters. It is a place in which we meet to speak face-to-face with God. When God talks about speaking face-to-face with somebody, he's talking about spirit-to-spirit. You know, the Spirit of God is in you, and you have a spirit. And when you turn to God, your spirit turns to his spirit. You are seeing him face-to-face. Whether you realize that or not, you are. It says, if you go to the garden inside, it is a place in which we meet to speak face-to-face with God. It is a place in which we know that the angels fear to trod. It is a place in which we go to walk with our holy God. It is a place in which demons have always feared to go because they're from another dimension in the realms from down below. And they're in the earth realm, brothers and sisters. I'm cautioning you and warning you about that now so we don't need to stay in the earth or in the carnal mind because that's where the darkness, the demons dwell. So it says, this is a place in which we find the wonders of his love. It is a place in which we experience his nature like a dove. For now he is saying, come into my garden of love so you can soar with me into my heavens above. So follow me, my precious child, into my garden of love, for all of creation is longing to see this loving Christ nature I'm now forming in thee. That's that's a beautiful one. Yes, it is. And then pretty much, I guess, in closing here, uh, this poem pretty well summarizes everything that Rich has been talking about. Um, And it goes like this. I found a treasure which has no measure. And it provides me with endless pleasure. I would love to keep it for myself, 
but unless it is spent, it will have no further content. For you see, the only way the treasure grows is for the householder or the holder of the treasure to let it flow. Flow out to the needy and to the poor, for this is what the treasure is for. So if you possess this treasure divine, then turn it loose while you have the time. For the measure of the treasure that you give away will be measured back to you in God's glorious day. Amen. So glad that uh, you've tuned in. And um, we just ask you to continue to tune in to the podcast. Bless you. And we thank you and we bless you in the name of Jesus.